Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. With even more cat folk, we found them, y'all. <laughs> even more Chisisek stuff. Yeah. There's also more Chisisek stuff, but I'm more excited about the cat folk. Kitties. Kitties. Kitties, exactly. We do Chisisek. love the kitties. Masika's <laughs> not amused by all the cat people. <laughs> yeah. Masika's like, used to the cat, cat people. people. She's like, okay, cat folk. Okay. There are not that many Amaran in the desert. She's Apparently still they seen them out. before. Yeah, so. I guess that's true. So, yeah, when last we left our heroes, the doorkeepers having left the uh, walled oasis, returned back to the ruins of Karamah, met with Arayu, sat down, had a little conversation with him, learned a little bit more about the history of the sightless sphinx, or at the very least their engagement with the sightless sphinx, and how some of the youth amongst their tribe entered into the ruins and apparently were tempted by some sort of powerful, you believe, demon, a Glabrazoo. Sad. Uh, which are horrifying monsters. Mm-hmm. Fun times. <laughs> they got seduced yeah. by its power. Yes, they are capable of granting wishes. Uh, although but inevitably... They, in horribly twisted fashion. Yes, they twist yeah. them. Which I think corresponds a little bit to something that I don't think it came up in that that Rahi had talked to all of you about where she had mentioned that people that went into it came out changed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. somehow maybe tying back into that as well. And my theory that it was the chief's son that went in was proven correct. And apparently his other daughter yeah. who came out and told them what happened and then sadly was murdered. died. Was it, murdered. I didn't mention it there. It was such a horrifying experience that her hair had bleached white. Oh, oh wow. That, oh, wow. That's terrible. Yeah. So, that's awful. But I will say that is terrible. Mm-hmm. I will say that I always appreciate that anytime that I like see that in a movie or read that in a story because it's just such a cool horror beat. Mm-hmm. They that, even did that in Ghostbusters. Uh, not, I thought you were going to say Keanu Reeves. No, I was going to. I went for Ghostbusters, the cartoon. Ah, yeah. They also did that <laughs> with Keanu Reeves when he was playing Jonathan Harker in. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula. I love that movie so much. His so British good. accent is His so British accent. bad, though. Gary Oldman does a really good job as Dracula, though. It's true. Oh, yeah, he's Gary fine Oldman as Dracula. Gary Oldman can do a good job at anything. It's true. I've only ever seen one thing that Gary Oldman yes. was bad in. Yes. What was it? It, it was Red Riding Hood. He was terrible. Oh. Of course, that whole movie was just a travesty. It we saw it free and off. thought that we wanted a refund. That's, that's how bad it was. Wow. I want my time back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The party after talking with Atreyu had uh, Atreyu. The party after speaking with Atreyu had then left making their way north, still escorted by Rocky, Hi. who is taking them towards the Sightless Sphinx. But along the way, returning back with the two cat folk that you've been escorting. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. Farah and Kurtesh. Kartesh is very skeptical of everything that is going on. I mean, yeah, she finds I think Sudi she has real good sus. reason to be, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Sudi's real sus. I'm <laughs> super sus because, like, it's a little too convenient that, like, you know, the the hero of old comes out of the, you know, desert to come help him. I totally get it. Like, that Sudi understands, like, they should be a little wary. Eventually, though, you navigated your way arriving at the, uh, at this long ravine also i've i've never run into the word variegated before which i was like what the hell is this word i've heard it but i'm like striped i have no idea hashtag vocabulary word variegated means exhibiting different colors especially as irregular patches or streaks look at jessica with the vocab win yeah (laughs) so you made your way into this variegated canyon full of crimson and purple ribbons 
and found that the catfolk had literally carved a village from the cliff face. Upon arriving, the the sisters had seen their father rushed over. There had been a dramatic, tear-filled reunion. The catfolk had made their way out and kind of crowded around the outside, staring at Sudi and his, as he puts it, special stone. Special stone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> However, I believe it was Hollis and Masika. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think so. Looking past this, had seen the obelisk located in the center of this valley. Behind it, laid out at kind of it's. I think I said laid out like a door on the f- floor or kind of a trap door, but it's more angled. Like if you've seen the entrances to tombs in the Valley of the Kings, where they're yeah, angled at I, like a forty-five yeah. degree mm-hmm. angle. Yeah, you said tomb yeah. entrance last time. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that it looked like a tomb entrance complete with a a carved hieroglyph of two owls inside of a house the symbol of chisisek mm-hmm. if it was two chickens it would have been hollis darkly <laughs> oh is that, have you made that your like official symbol two silken i think it's like a chicken in a little rain cloud with like a lightning bolt that would be hollis's sigil <laughs> <laughs> that was dark weather cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Masika is going to resist the urge to just jump off her camel and immediately go investigate this obelisk because, yeah, we should get so that, might, that might arouse some suspicion. <laughs> yep. So as we begin, all of you are down here in the in the blessed shade down in the bottom of this ravine as the sun has, has not reached Zenith yet, as you've actually only think traveled. It's only taken you like four hours. Yeah, yeah. we stayed the night with the Moftet. And then yeah, the so morning. it's still it's a little bit before noon, so the sun's starting to creep its way down the uh, western cliff wall. Hollis does not dismiss her chariot this time, just in case. Masika is going to dismount off of her camel, though, and wave at the catfolk. The catfolk crowd around. There's excited talk amongst those not expecting to see these two sisters again. Off to the side, you can see a small gathering of catfolk. Uh, in a much more somber attitude as you get the impression that these two sisters were probably not out on their own and are now the only to return. We're too late. Well, there's still that Baycock running around. Yeah. So it could have been that, could have been the gear to leave blue, any any number of things. I'm sure they put up a fight, you know. The crowds whisper and watch all of you as you dismount off of your your camels, which they're, of course, used to seeing in your bizarre mechanical catfish mount pulled I was going to say, what did they make of those mounts? Because those That's are just right. magic glowing thing. Uh, yeah, she did make them all look like Narmer. I was having a good time with Narmer, okay? <laughs> they, watching that somewhat suspiciously. I think they should be very suspicious. The crowds part as a figure makes her way forward. Unlike the rest, however, this is not a catfolk. Oh, she looks to be a human woman, maybe in her 40s with smile lines around the edges of her mouth and laugh lines around her eyes. The markings across her face, similar, although different to those that Masika wears. A black scarf has been wrapped around her head and she wears robes of red that fall about her in a cut much more similar to those of the catfolk here than of the people of the Beckon. However, as her almost amber eyes look up towards Basika, you immediately recognize Nima. She smiles and makes her way forward. Nima, what are you doing here? 
I could ask you the same. We've been looking for you. We've used magic and nothing's been working. Magic? Divination, sendings. Yeah, everyone thinks you're dead. Sense motive. You can make a sense motive if you wish. I do make a sense motive. That's weird. I roll a three for a 13. Uh, I roll a two for a nine. Hollis kind of sidles up, you know, to join the group, I suppose. Masika rolls a 17, which gets her a 24. Citra rolls a 14 for a 28. No, she seems to legitimately think you thought she was dead. You went into the desert to meditate and try to get answers for the tribe, and then you just never came back. I was... She looks about at the catfolk, some mourning, some in celebration. We should speak inside. Give them a moment for celebration. She nods to the catfolk whose daughter you returned, who smiles, makes his way over, you know, clasps Sudi's arm and shakes it vigorously as he heaps thanks upon Sudi mostly, uh, although all of you, you guess you're all there. But mostly Sudi. I mean, they were all there. An elderly catfolk, his whiskers drooping, his fur gone white around his muzzle, watches all of you curiously. Nima says something to the man before returning back towards all of you and then leading you to one of the cave entrances, uh, one of the cliff dwellings. Unlike the rest of these, this one's a little bit closer down to the ground. You only have to climb about six or seven feet up. Mm. Ascending up, you make your way inside. All of you may, if you so wish, make me a spellcraft. I will do it. Oh, this is the... Oh, another three. Wow. Um, great. <laughs> Get him out early. 24. I rolled a nat 20, but I still only got a 23. Okay. Wow. Masika rolls a 10, which gets her 23. 23s! Okay. I think I got a 24, though. I got 24. You got a 24. Okay. But I'm a beginner. <laughs> We're working on it. You are. You climb up here and then push aside the curtain and make your way into a small room. A single window allows light in, although it's still just this dim, diffuse light as you're down inside of this valley. A stone table has been carved out of the floor and rises up to a height of some, you'd maybe say a foot and a half or so. Small pillows surround this in brilliant shades of orange and red and gold. Carpets cover the floor and you can tell that this is a simple room with a smaller room off the back of this just through another carving in the far wall. It's a little cramped even for just the, I guess at this point, five of you, six of you. Nima nods. Please, sit. Mm-hmm. Hollis sits. Or Masika sits down. She settles down. I am not surprised you could not find me. This valley cannot be found. The obelisk, the ruins perhaps beneath this, are warded from divination. <laughs> it is why the Amuran came here when fleeing from the darkness that pursued them. It is why I have stayed here while evading he who wishes it who wishes to capture me. And who is that exactly? Yes, who is it? The forgotten pharaoh. Mm. I would have reached out to you, Masika, but it has Safa. Masika, you know that Safa is her snake. And much as a shaman as you, the source of all of her magical power. Oh Oh no. no! 
Masika hugs Narmer. <laughs> Without Safa, I cannot commune with the spirits of nature. I have magic, limited such it is, but as Masika may understand, any magic that I use until I can reclaim Safa is gone from me. And I cannot pray or commune for magic anew. She bites her lip somewhat in a manner that seems to be almost too young for a woman her age as she looks towards the window. Masika, without even rolling, you do realize that technically she could abandon Safa, break her connection with her familiar, and get a new wait one. for the period, and then get a new one. Uh, although you can only imagine just kind of holding Narmer like a teddy bear as you are right now, how much that would hurt. Well, and Safa's not dead, or else that would have already happened. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. So it's probably being, it's more of a leverage piece. Who are these people? Uh, they're, well, my friends. This is Citra and Sudi and Hollis and Sugar. I'm Narmer. We've met. <laughs> <laughs> and Robbie. I don't think you need to introduce yourself. Um, they actually came looking for the cult. Then you've come to the right place. And mm -hmm. I joined up with them to help find you and also, well, you know, stop the cults because they're they're in everyone's business we found out mm. everyone's <laughs> they have the three A's queen larva we're hoping to return it to the bee people so that they don't you know go extinct mm -hmm. but that's two now things that they have taken that is not theirs to use as I'm guessing leverage leverage or something to use in a spell maybe mm. The three Citra is like trying to draw on her knowledge that Hollis has been bestowing. <laughs> Hollis is like, yes, this is a good guess. The There larva. Yes, I've heard them speak of it when I was captured and held. The Forgotten Pharaoh was attempting to do what he, she, it could to coerce me to serve him. How did you escape him? It, her. I was aided. An unlikely ally. By who? Who? His name was Dakuri. He was a Girtililu. <laughs> he helped oh. me to escape some months back. He knew that the cat folk were near here. The Amuran found me after he helped me to escape. He had unlimited access. I believe he was the nephew of the leader of the Girtulilu, a woman named Rubila. We had heard that they were working with the cult. But apparently not all of them. She nods, stands to her feet, retrieves some water, pours some out for all of you. I'm sure after a long travel on the road, all of you somewhat thirsty. She settles in. Dakuri came to me. They were holding me inside of the Sphinx. He told me that he knew that I was opposed to the Pharaoh, and now he was as well. How did he know that? Well, I guess you'd been captured. Yes. I was one of a number of prisoners. Myself, the Three Ray, I believe perhaps some more. The cult does not have a firm hold on the Sphinx. There are 
things inside opposing them. The Moftet? The Moftet, I believe. Demons as well. Okay, I think that wondering. Grant's wishes as well, it would seem. Not the Glabrazoo. As well as some form of ghost spirit. Oh, yay. Spirits. Dakuri placed me into a bag and carried me out. Once we were outside, he escorted me for a few days. He said that she takes a drink. He said that he'd known men before and that those that he had known had been honorable. But the cult does not broke any intruders. He was forced to attack and kill some of these men that he once knew and were friends. Oh no, that's how the Baycock was born. After this betrayal, it haunted him. He released me so that I could warn others. And then he said he would travel south. He had spared one of the hunters. Uh oh. And was going to make amends. Yeah, the hunter probably has killed him at Sudi, this point. that, yeah, that thing that we found with the family crest. Masika starts pawing through Sudi's bag. <laughs> you buried it with him? Oh, we buried yeah. it with him. Yeah, we did. I probably uh, drew a picture of it. I mean, Citra keeps a journal. Why would she know the family? Oh, for the Gertibli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's reasonable. Uh, does Citra have a craft for artistry? I believe she does. I mean, I have craft painting. Um, so if you want to make a quick craft painting, you can see how good this was. We found a dead Girtalibu. A, a human hunter is turned into an undead monstrosity called a Baycock that is seeking his revenge on all the Girtalibu for hunting down and killing his family. I see. Um, did it look... Or did the Girtalibu wear anything that looked like this? And she, like, flips through her journal... And with a 29, shows her artwork. It is a family crest. It belonged to him. He is dead then. Um, seems that way. We buried him actually south of here. She lowers her head. May Anubis protect him and guide him to safety then. Safe across the river. He was an honorable soul. I'm sorry to hear of his passing, and even more so that there's this creature out there. But compared to the danger that the cult poses. Do you, do you have any idea how big the inside of the Sphinx is? We're, we're going to have to go there to stop this cult. Well, not exactly. From the sound of it, they are around this sightless Sphinx, yes? I was held within it. Oh, okay, never mind then. But I believe the Girtiblilu are camped around the outside of it. Where does the cult's leader stay? I believe some t somewhere in the head of the Sphinx. But exactly where, I am not certain. I know that there were stairs. I was taken up a level, maybe two. I was unconscious when I was brought there the first time, and in a sack when I was taken. I saw very little of the inside of the structure. So it sounds like it goes up and not down into the desert, which means at least we know it's not gonna be endless. Mm-hmm. It could go both ways, honestly. Yeah, she just could not have maybe 
been taken that way, but it could go up and well, down. If the Moftet and the, the uh, Glabrazoo occupy the bottom pot, there's no telling. Mm-hmm. Did your Girtablilu friend say anything about the disposition of its people? How many there are? I don't know, patrols, anything that might be useful for getting us inside? Hmm. I know that some of them are displeased as he is. They are honorable people. Why are they even working with the cult just to have access to the Sphinx as a home? Some, I believe, is that. Some is also the desire for land and territory for a long time. Even our tribes have claimed some of the best oases, some of the clearest trade routes, some of the best hunting ground with the Amaran in in the situation that they are. The Girtuplilu saw an opportunity and found someone that was willing to ally with them to help them. But I think they're beginning to realize the one-sided nature of this alliance. They are being provided with magic, the likes of which they have never had before. But they are being used as mercenaries and executioners. So why did you stay here instead of trying to come back to the tribe with this information? I knew that I would be hidden here. But without my magics, I could not travel far or fast. And the power of the Forgotten Pharaoh, it would have found me. And here in the desert, the Girtablilu would have overtaken me. Unfortunately, I could only hide and do what I could to aid the people here with what limited magics I have. While I am unable to commune with nature and regain my powers, I still do have some simple gifts that can aid the Amuran. She gestures with a hand, speaks a soft prayer, and water fills up everyone's cups again. As it is a zero-level spell, and she can do it indefinitely. Yep. What can you tell us about the Forgotten Pharaoh's plans? Why did they need your help specifically? It's odd. She struggles for a moment, watches out the window. At times, if this makes any sense, at times she would speak to me and would be kind and understanding, interested in our tribe, our people, an alliance, stopping the conflict, bringing everyone together under a single banner. And then the next time I would go, he would be there speaking through her voice. He was demanding and forthright, but also only spoke of uniting the people and giving them a true leader, as he said. Yeah, I don't think most of Assyrian's gonna want his leadership. Not the least because he's undead, or whatever incomplete state he's in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would go there, and it would be there. It? How is different it different? from the Forgotten Pharaoh. Not her and not him. Somehow them. What do you mean exactly them? Like the two of them together or I do not know why the woman speaks the way that she does. But I feel that she is possessed by a powerful spirit. Mm -hmm. This other spirit, I don't think is... It's fractured. I don't think it understands what's going on to it. More than you know. Sometimes it seems to believe that it's thousands of years ago that it's an exile, that nothing has changed. Sometimes when I go there and it is them, then it is at its most dangerous. What do you mean exile? Why else would it be not in the palace? It does not, it has to rationalize the fact it's not Pharaoh. 
He seems to believe that perhaps it's thousands of years ago that there are traitors, people betraying him. Mm-hmm. I'd only heard one word, um, Nahamra. It's not a word, it's a name. It's her name, actually. You have betrayed there. him. I didn't betray him, my ancestor did. I and didn't We're know. still not really sure if that's even true. Oh, he definitely split oh, oh, that guy oh, no. into three, which is a betrayal. Although, if he's not aware that he is dead, then that would tell me that Nahamra must have done another betrayal before, before that. Before. In, in short, she seems to be looking for a way to aid the spirit. Well, that sounds about right. He seems to be looking for vengeance. Mm-hmm. They, when it is they, are looking to control and conquer and always seeking the mask and the pyramid. Hmm. They didn't have any idea say where this pyramid be? is, did they? Well, I mean, the, it's seeking the flying pyramid makes sense because that's where the body is. It seeks the mask because that's the other piece. Well, it wants to be whole. It wants to be whole, which... But why you know, is that different from him? Like, why is there a he and an it, right? Like, that's weird. Yeah, that's the part that isn't really adding up. I'm wondering if it's different. It's like... We, we've discussed that it, the kind of severing of the Baka and Ib is not even. Maybe it's two warring pieces of himself vying for control of the body. It's kind of a stretch. Well, or maybe it's one of those things when they're joined together, he realizes it's not his time and that he's been betrayed and dead, so he wants to reconquer Osirian. Maybe he's well, more aware of the current times when it's them fused together instead of one or the other. Maybe. That's possible. So um, I'll give this to I'll give this to Sudi that you probably make this connection, especially because Jordan, you're already on the right track there. Hey, oh, I mean, we posited that before, though, that his sides were warring against one another. Well, they yeah. literally are in our case. You know, yeah. the mask is fighting against the forgotten Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's also that, you know, that she is possessed by his ib which is his heart. It's his memories, his intellect, all of the rest of that. But because it's missing the ball, it doesn't actually have his personality or only fragments thereof. Mm. So she, in essence, you believe this being Ther- Serethet is filled with all of his memories, but no knowledge of what he, like who he was or what his motivations were. Mm. So it's in essence like you're, suddenly got someone's journal and even if you memorize the journal you don't necessarily know the person yeah except that it's not mm. cleanly broken so there's a tiny bit of this bad part of his personality in there the same as you're getting fractions of memories from his call in the mask mm-hmm. yeah so there's small f- every once in a while the two both the ib as well as Serethet seem to join together to actually form the forgotten pharaoh it's probably a good sign for Serethet that we could pull him out somehow hopefully on the subject of the this pyramid that they are seeking it's seeking i don't know anything about it where it is or how to find it and they do not seem to know us well good so that's a piece of the memories that they're missing they believe that they have a clue that's why they went and got chisisek to try to resurrect him and ask him if he knows where it is or how to find it Mm. Mm. it's true have they raised someone from ancient times. The mummy, you mean? There's a the mummy. The person who, whose symbol is, and he would kind of like 
I guess, scratch the, the... The one on Narmer's wristband. When did you escape from the cult? It was perhaps three weeks ago. Hmm. I'm trying to see if that lines up for her to know that there was a mummy. Yeah, because we spent yeah, like two weeks... Yeah, you guys spent over a month at the Oasis. The yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, no, she's definitely... The, the timeline matches up. Okay, cool. She, she holds up a hand. They returned with a mummy, um, the architect. Mm-hmm. They cannot speak with him, though. His body is somehow warded and protected. Good. Mm. Some sort of ancient ritual that keeps him safe and pure. You know what my fear is? What, what if, if they try to do the same thing that they did to Hakatep? Exactly. Mm. Would they even know how? They would I have to not. have Nahamra for that, or a priest of Nethys, because they did some sort of ritual. They have a priest of Nethys. They have a priest of Nethys? Sarah, that's Sarah a priest that. of Nethys. She had approached me to see what I could do, as Nethys seems to have abandoned her. Oh. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> that's actually kind of interesting. I like that a lot. However, she does seem to be able to channel all the power of this pharaoh. So, while it seems that she is lacking in the divine, she does possess great arcane power. But mm. Nahamra was a priest, so he would have had the arc. He would have had the divine. So they need the divine in order to be able to break whatever protections guard Chisasek's body. It is perhaps, but even then, whatever magic is warding him is beyond anything that I have ever encountered. I would not know how to even break it if I were to try, and I was unwilling to try. I don't know how one could even extract any information from a spirit such as this, as warded as he is. Mm. Well? I will uh, permit anyone to make me, eh, let's just call it an intelligence roll. Alright. I know that's kind of an unfair advantage for Hollis. Oh, nat 20, baby! Hey, you beat me, I got a 17. I only rolled a 10. Nat 20 for a 20. Masika rolls an 18 for a 19. A nine for an eleven. <laughs> Sudi's the smart one today. Sudi, I'm sure you don't even say anything. Probably just casting a side eye towards your compatriots, whether or not they get this or not. As they mention this thing warded magic beyond any, anything else. As you just kind of feel your hand drift down a little bit to shift your pack back into place, where you hold an artifact level magic capable of speaking to the dead. Yep. Ah. Yep. <laughs> well, in other news, uh, we think that we want to explore this rune here, this ruin, uh, because yeah, that's um, Chisisex. Do, do, do you know what's in the tomb and why Chisisex's cartouche is on the obelisk and, and the tomb entrance? Did, did the cat folk ever say anything about that? They have not journeyed within. They are not certain what lies below. However, they do believe that the magic that keeps this valley hidden comes from there. Would they let us go in? We would have to discuss it with them. They would be right to be wary of it. And it is a good protection from them. She nods. Kerva is the leader of the people here. You should speak with him. Well, I'm just... I, I have a golem's heart, and I have a control rod. <laughs> Might and be a golem in there. Exactly. Along with any other information that the cult doesn't have from Chisisek already. Chisisek, yeah. It'd be excellent it's to possible, know. but again... I am only a guest here. Oh, well, yeah, but maybe you can do a little introduction. We don't know these people. I would be happy to take you to go and speak with Kerval. Yeah, If you would like to introduce us. Mm. And then I'm sure, Sudi, you have 
a bunch of questions for the cat folk here. <laughs> That's putting it lightly. I can take you there. We are not far from the Sightless Sphinx. If you were to rest up tonight, you could probably reach it by noon tomorrow if you left with the dawn. This valley is difficult to find. Mm-hmm. One of the Moftet mm. came with us. She was going to escort us to the... She's right. in the room with us. No, she's I'm outside. Right she looked. Oh, I thought she, you said no, she I'm, stayed outside. No, that's why I'm she over, said the five of you came oh. in. I'm over here. Sorry, my bad. She's <laughs> very stealthy. She's just very quiet in the corner. <laughs> nope. That's Rahi in the corner. I would have introduced her because I swear you said she stayed outside. I must nope. have just misheard. Okay, so we need an introduction to this Carva. I can take you to go and speak with him. Please follow. Mm-hmm. She stands to her feet, leads you out, watches all of you curiously, leans in towards Masika as she leads you through the valley here. These are friends of yours. Yeah. And they are safe. They're pretty trustworthy. Pretty? Well, she's really? saying this, and I mean, again, any of you that want to make a perception roll and try to spy on their conversation, you can. Oh, I, mean, I totally do. Heck totally yeah. do. I got a nat 20. I for did a nice. 20. Nice. Nice. Four for an 18. Uh, seven for a 25. Okay. Such are probably still a little bit distracted by the. I mean, again, the, the art colors here are beautiful, and the carvings on the surrounding rock face take full advantage of the variety of different rock colors here so there's a lot of you just looking around going my father would love it here if you say that they can be trusted I believe you they can be very well she leads you to the furthest end of the valley the area closest to the obelisk here you climb a short distance up to an open archway and then pushing past the curtain through there you find that there's a small gathering of cat folk Judging by their scars, their age, just their demeanor, you guess that this is probably a council of elders, or at the very least, the most experienced members of the tribe. Nima bows her head as she enters, and the white-muzzled catfolk that you'd seen before gestures for all of you to enter. The entry room here is about twice the size of the one at Nima's residence. But even then, with the six catfolk that were already in here and all of you crowding in, it is somewhat packed. The other catfolk stand towards the outside edge of the room and offer all of you rather comfortable pillows to settle down on the side of the table opposite of the uh, elder. Mm, Hollis is going to fold herself down onto one of these comfy pillows and uh, put sugar in her lap. Masika does the same. I guess Sudi will do the same, although Sudi's like got that awkwardness of not really knowing how to act around these Amaran. I don't think any of us. So I guess he's going to be extra awkward because like they know all about the living monoliths and stuff, and he kind of thought that would be cool, and now it's really awkward. The elderly catfolk eyes all of you before his face splits open into what you think is his attempt at a comforting smile. Mm. Bear those teeth. Lots of teeth. Uh, it's it's noticeable that his uh, his right front canine is actually broken. So it's a little bit lopsided. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, travelers. I am Kerva. Um, nice to meet you. Thank you for your hospitality so far. It is the least that we could do for saving two of our own cups. 
I introduce everybody. Eat nuts. Well, we're happy to, to help out anybody we come across out here in the desert. Gotta look out for one another. That is a very benevolent view. I approve. Mm. Oh, well, good. I mean, we all are of Osirian, therefore... Well, I'm not really of Osirian, but I like it mighty well. Mighty well? Mighty well's weird. (laughs) I think it's mighty fine. There we go. That's what I meant to say. Hmm. Goat? Sure. Sure. Heck yeah. He turns around, kind of hisses back towards the doorway, uh, where two small catfolk cubs, children, you know, quickly scamper off into the kitchen somewhere behind them. They quickly return back out with skewers of uh, very spicy meat and various vegetables. Delicious. We fortunately have a land of abundance here. Well, abundance is inaccurate. It is not as it was before. Yeah, the cult messes everything up. Yes, cults have a habit of doing that. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, you're like Splinter. <laughs> I like this guy very much. Hollis approves. <laughs> She so, eats her far too spicy food. I must ask. Mm-hmm. Sudi, was it? Yes. You have something on your face. Sudi, <laughs> tell Sudi. him the thing. Sudi tries not to do the thing where he like brushes his mouth and goes, like, I have crumbs in my, in my uh, whiskers. Masika I, taps I, her forehead. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Maybe you should elaborate. How did you come by that? And maybe... You know, your real name. My father is so-and-so. Is, is, my grandfather okay, that's is a, so-and-so. That's a good so. question. Is Mahi's his actual birth name? I, I don't remember what the true name thing is. Is that his true name or is that his birth name? It's kind of one and the same. Okay. Okay. Who might you be, young cub? I was born of the eyes of Ra Mahis shortly after the whatever killed the rest of the eyes of Ra and sent the children of Sekhmet away from whatever they were. The Black Fane? I was taken by a sphinx to the town of Wati and raised by a cleric there under the name Sudi. I entered into a contest. About five months ago, the sphinx returned and told me of my heritage, told me of, well, Mm. the eyes of Ra, and then endowed me with the powers of one. I see. Because we were fighting this fight against the cultist, etc., etc. Well, I say we, I didn't know y'all then. There was a whole reason behind it. She bestowed this power upon him so that we would stand the chance to fight the cult and... And the ensuing undead invasion that had happened in the city of Wati at the time. There are a lot of things. Interesting. And we've continued following after and trying to get rid of this cult ever since. Yes, like fleas. Hmm. He scratches one of his ears. (laughs) 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 So, you are the child lost to the desert. And the last eye of Ra, from what I'm told as well. Literally, it seems. Sudi really what? wants to be like Jar. I'm, jar, put that in the jar. <laughs> I really want to sense motive on this. Oh my god! To gosh, see if like, he's I, actually happy about this. I think he is. I rolled a nine for a nineteen. I roll a fourteen for a twenty-one. I roll a thirteen for a twenty-seven. You get the feeling that the amusement is a little bit of not necessarily a cover, but more 
He does find it amusing. He does have no issue portraying the fact that he finds it amusing. But at the same time, there is a seriousness underneath that where he's absorbing everything that you're saying. Mm. Yes, I lost my eye saving a half dozen people from an undead judge that was trying to execute all of them for crimes they didn't commit. It was long Horrible. story. It was a, not, the, not my proudest moment. I, I think it should stories. be a very proud moment. You were amazing. That's very Italian. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me. It's a very, sorry, very, very stereotypical bad Italian. Not even. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I've heard stories of the miscarriage of human justice. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is true, considering that uh, he did that in life, too. And mm-hmm. then as another judge, he decided to carry it on. So, you know. Yes. Well, sorry. We don't get many humans or elves or fish folk here. <laughs> I think so, it kind of raises an eyebrow. Fish folk. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a fish folk. Honey, just I'm not it. a cat folk. But people say what they say. <laughs> oh my god, you sound like that one guy from Bloodborne. Um... Anywho, so did, yes. did you know about Sudi, or at least who he was, is? No. We were able to briefly speak to his grandfather using a ritual, and that was helpful, I suppose. For how old, how is the old coot? You know him. Sudi. Dead. I mean, he's very <laughs> old. <laughs> I mean, he seemed, you know doing fine in the afterlife. I don't know. I'm sure fields full of game. Mm. (laughs) If you knew my grandfather, does that mean you're one of the children of Sekhmet? That's what we called ourselves. Well, that's not actually what we called ourselves. We called ourselves Amuron. That's what people called us. Hmm. Well, I mean, I've already come into contact with the creature that kidnapped the two Amaran that we saved was mm-hmm. coming after me and used them for bait. Apparently had some grudge against the eyes of Ra for imprisoning her, some kind of genie. Hmm. Did you know of this? Oh, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> oh, why wouldn't you? Just curious. Of course. You see, I... He leans in close. Am I Cartwright? <laughs> Wait, don't Cartwrights make boats? No, I thought, no. no. Cartwrights make N- make wagons. carts. Yeah, they make oh, wagons okay. and carts and stuff. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that, yeah, Otherwise, sure. you'd be a shipwright. Shipwright's what, what that's of. called. JK, normally. Yes. So you lived in the village near where the Black Fane was or something, but wasn't involved with the Eyes of Ross, so you have no idea what on in their base is what you're getting at. Nope. Just a lot of crazy, immortal Omron living up on the hill. <laughs> so what happened to the... But everyone? also they need carts. <laughs> what, what, you know what happened to all of them. Yeah, what happened? There was a night. Some people came. They stayed with us for a time. We didn't see many travelers anymore. Not since... Well... Not since we became more reclusive. There was always 
a temple on the hill. But then they say one day, the great evil was captured. Stolen, more likely. I mean, I don't know why it's still something like that. <laughs> but after that, they became quieter and the people became fewer. When the new people came, we treated them kindly. And then to hear legend, and by legend, I mean the stories that people like to tell because no one really knows. <laughs> they broke into the temple, killed the guards, and stole the treasure guarded by the eyes of Ra. We knew that it was a creature of darkness and that it could not abide the light. Fortunately, I was one of the first to react. My wife and I, God's rester, took advantage of the one thing that we had, the, the one weapon we had that no one else did, lumber. <laughs> So bad. <laughs> ah, this guy's crazy. We then burned everything. My carts, my wagons, my wheels, my lumber. To make light to keep the thing that in the darkness away. I mean, it makes sense. Mm. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense, actually. Hmm. We also danced around and sang. Why? Uh, I don't think it did anything, but I think it made people feel better. <laughs> Mm. Mm. What happened to the visitors? Mm. He leans in. Not a big enough fire. <laughs> Masika makes a ugh. Hollis laughs. Like Hollis <laughs> chuckles. That's funny. Oh my goodness. Sudi's not laughing, but I'm laughing. The next day, when dawn came and the storm had passed, we left. Mm. A few went up to the temple. To the temple. Yes. Two brothers, a blacksmith and his brother. They never returned, so we left. You didn't try going <laughs> to look for them. Honestly, I get it. Like, yeah. creepy stuff going on at the temple with an ancient being of darkness and the two people who went to look didn't come back. Yeah. We figured we'd just cut our losses. <laughs> and prudently left to find, well, shelter. Less dangerous bedfellows. At least I knew the gold of this up. place. From time long ago, I once traded back when I drove carts rather than um, make them. <laughs> um, just Citra, mm -hmm. wasn't Falto looking for this place where the people that went to investigate disappeared and never came back? Mm-hmm. Uh, we should yes. send him a message. Yes, he was. Falto and I oh, were looking I, for I very the much same place, intended. it seems. <laughs> oh, but they can't. This whole area is warded. Oh, oh no. Well. You can walk outside till you get signal, and then you can just send the message. Uh, <laughs> I can yes. I can fly up out of the cavern and use my magic and tell him, hey, hey, don't do that. Bad. Yes. Wait bad, for us. Bad. This is a dead zone, so. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a tomb. <laughs> Speaking of the tomb, we, we noticed something on the way in. Uh -huh. Um. Do you know what the symbol on it stands for? The two owl. In the house. I'm going to guess a very happy owl couple. <laughs> it, it actually is, a, is the symbol of an ancient architect who um, was incredible. Like the things that he made were revolutionary. Masika, oh, holds, up, Masika holds up an armor. 
pretty much she made things like this, but uh, bigger and <coughs> better. Um, Rude! In different ways. In different <laughs> ways. Things that would. Don't help listen to her, Narmer. Uh, he's helpful in it's, his way. It's he okay, made Mashika. I'm being quiet because it's difficult to rotate between multiple voices. <laughs> <laughs> but Narmer serves his That's purpose. <laughs> but. Um, the things that Chisisa created were, were on a much larger scale and um, just more advanced. More importantly, the cult is also looking for stuff about this guy. And if and we are to destroy them utterly and for good, it might be helpful to know what he's got buried out here. That so we could possibly put to use. Could we maybe take a peek? Go inside the tomb? Hmm. I mean, with an escort, if that would make you feel better, you can send some of your um, your fellow Almiran with us, if that would make you more amiable. We will oh, be no. respectful. We, we learned our lesson from the blacksmiths. <laughs> okay. Oh, so that's um, why you've never investigated it. It makes sense. It just also, seems like a bad idea. Yeah, you can I mean, got to take a little risk. Good reward. Well, you can let us do it because, I mean, we're just a that bunch of people. That is true. We could volunteer and then you don't lose any of your people. Except and for we might find something that could help us. Uh, he's not really one of ours yet. Sudi, <laughs> like, glances over at Mystica like, am I one of his people? I don't know yet. I'm st- I'm not sure if I if I'm want to be with these people. Sudi's pretty sturdy. I think he's fine. He's very sturdy. Built like stone. But we do not want to go investigating anything without your express permission. Hmm. He holds up a hand for a moment, kind of looks around. Any problems? A few of the others kind of murmur amongst themselves. After a moment, the old catfolk gestures with a hand. Give me a moment with our friends. The other catfolk exit until it's only all of you and this old man. And the two bright children's faces poking out from inside the kitchen, staring out at you. Mm. We are not numerous. In fact, every year the youths grow and many of them leave, much as Farah and Kurtesh did to hunt further, to seek adventure. It is in our nature. He smiles at Sudi to be curious. Sudi just kind of shrugs like, yep. (laughs) But not all of us are so fortunate to return. It is inevitable that some of them may wish to delve down and I would not want them breaking anything. But Nima, he glances over towards the woman. Yes, Kerva, I take it that this Masika (laughs) is the apprentice you speak so highly of. Nima gives Masika a smile and nods. Masika smiles. Osha, I'm here. Narmer. I think, yes. I think uh, they're more concerned about about the Masika. You are familiar with the magic of the ancients. <laughs> um, I mean, sort of, yeah. I I made an armor. Do you and your friends? <laughs> if I sent you down there, do you think that you could explore without breaking? Anything like the, I don't know. Magic protecting the entire valley? <laughs> Clever. No, no, yes. we're, we're not going to break anything. No. We just want to see if there's anything that might be able to help us against the cult down there. Chisisek was brilliant. 
mostly information, honestly. His information alone is very helpful. And perhaps if we find some valuable information, we can get rid of the cult and hopefully bring more life back to the valley. You may find more than you expect below. <laughs> That's always Deep. the case. Have any idea what's down there? Or are you just being ominous because it's fun? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> yes, exactly. I had a friend, Kirsva. He was a distributor of goods whose origin he did not share. Hmm, black marketeer. He knew how to enter into the tomb and gave me one of two keys. <laughs> he kept treasures down there. Uh, one day, he went down there and never came back. Hmm. True to form, I shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we find your friend, we'll bring him back up here for burying or whatnot. Uh, yeah, how long ago was that? Oh, 30 years. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, uh, okay. Did, did you lock the door with the one key you had? Yes. Yeah, he's going to be an angry undead down there. That's fine. Oh, totally. 100% he's going to be an angry undead down there. <laughs> I give it freely to you. And may you put it to good use. It is a potent magical item. And I've held on to it for years. But it will open the door. Watch it just be like a, a key that does knock. That'd be rad. That'd be awesome. Also, we should not expect a rescue party if anything goes that, wrong. That's exactly no, what he's saying. They, will, they will literally not be coming after us at all. We'll just become another story. I have a yeah. dimension door. It's fine. I ever tell you about the last Eye of Ra? This has become a warning for the next group of adventures. He went down and he never came back. I close the door. We <laughs> just close doors. That's all they do. <laughs> oh my! Ow. Does he give us the key? He reaches up around his neck, pulls out by a chain from around his neck an amulet in the shape of the eye of Horus. Right. Cool. And places it upon the table. I'm gonna detect magic. It's generating magic. Hello. Works like a chime of open. It's actually generating moderate magic. It's decent. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Okay, real good on my spellcraft. I got a 37. This is a triangular-shaped amulet of gold and lapis lazuli depicting the stylized Eye of Horse. You are aware that this is an object known as the Eye of Horse amulet. <laughs> Why isn't Onuris here? I know. How <laughs> rad would that have been? Mm-hmm. It does function as a holy symbol for Horse, too. Oh, well. Oh, Why did you even, even add that? Just twist the knife. Hollis, you know that priests of Horus fashioned the first Eye of Horus amulet century ago to protect members of their order, particularly from minions of the god Set. Now the occasional Eye of Horus amulet turns up in a marketplace or in the hands of nomadic traders or adventurers. The Eye of Horus does the following. Uh, it is a magic item. It does take up a next slot. An Eye of Horus amulet grants its, wield- or its wearer a plus two resistance bonus on all saving throws. Oh, wow. Nice. In addition, uh, of course, that does not stack with a cloak of resistance. Oh, sure. Bummer. In addition, once per day, the wearer can surround herself with an aura of shimmering sunlight that protects her as dispel evil. Fun. Using this effect to drive an evil extraplanar creature back to its home plane or to or to end either an evil spell or enchantment spell cast by an evil creature will cancel this effect. 
Lastly, if the wearer of the Eye of Horus amulet is targeted by an effect that causes blindness, she can, as an immediate action, cause the amulet to absorb the effect. Ooh, cool. The wearer suffers no harm from the effect, but the amulet cracks in half, rendering it forever useless. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. Okay. So how does it open the door? Oh, just it's walk up to the door and it opens itself. Oh. Hmm. Well, that's handy. What's the Uh-oh. other key? What? Hmm? You said you there, said were, there two. were two keys. The, the guy has yes. the other one. Is it another? There was another one of these. Oh. Ah, okay. So is it just so any, uh, like, symbol of Horus, or is it these specific amulets? I don't know. <laughs> mine worked, his didn't. I kind of want to test mine. Hmm. Hmm. Well, who's wearing this really cool thing? I can't uh, I afford mean, a negative two hit to my armor class, because I have an amulet, natural armor plus two. Yeah, same. I only have a plus one, so I'm tempted to take it and just be like, eh. Yeah, I've got a cloak of resistance plus two, so I, w- I wouldn't be getting that bonus from it. I can I sell mean, my cloak. I mean, Dispel Evil is pretty great. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take it. Hollisol, go for it. Take it. That seems fun. Yeah, because I also have my amulet of the Mighty Fist, so I can use it. Also, I will mention whether or not this is something that uh, probably occurs to Hollis, since, you know, wizard. Uh, one of the most useful things about Dispel Evil, other than the fact that it gives you the whole, like, plus four deflection bonus to AC against evil creatures... And allowing you to dispel evil creatures and so on and so forth. Uh, you can automatically dispel one enchantment spell cast by an evil creature. Or Ooh, any like one that. evil spell. Uh, spells that can't be tar- dispelled by dispel magic also can't be dispelled by dispel evil. Saving throws and spell resistance do not apply to this effect. So in essence, it's like a dispel magic that will target an enchantment spell, but you don't have to roll. That's rad. Use that the so, next time and you can do that with a touch. Something. How often? What? That's a once per day. And the uh, aura of Dispel Evil lasts for nine rounds. Wow. Not bad. Cool. So where did you find these? He found them. I didn't. Do you know where he found them? He's a black marketeer, honey. Around here, I think. Just curious. It's kind of like a, an Amuran I knew back in the valley. You would keep the key to his shed under the mat in front of his shed. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he kept his date wine. He never noticed when I took some. <laughs> Good gracious. Why am I not a paladin so I can detect what the heck this guy's alignment is? He's got to be neutral. He is chaotic neutral. He's got to be neutral or chaotic. neutral. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> you know? Stealing um, wine's not an evil thing. So yeah. that's fine. No, but it's like this guy is like... Not exactly giving off the I'm the strong leader type either. He's so probably like, the elder because yeah. he's the oldest and oh. the wisest and <laughs> probably, you know, hey, honestly, that's a lot of common sense. People disappear. Just shut the freaking door. I mean, let's be honest. This guy's strategy is a pro master move that most people wouldn't be smart enough to make. We were warned that we were not going to get a whole lot of help from the cat folk. (laughs) Well, it's one of those things that's funny, though, because like I'm literally like they don't have any soldiers. They don't have what looks like strong leadership. So like they they just just look like they're just like they're just doing good just to get along. Strong leadership were killed when you know the haunter in the Mm -hmm. dark was set free. You know, like you do. Mm-hmm. All all the eyes of Raw and the awesome, like, warrior priests and all the rest of that stuff that had, you know, were immortal warriors and everything died. And then they're like, we'll follow the cart right. He knows what's going on. Uh, <laughs> he was smart enough to create a giant bonfire. Hey, that, that was, pretty, that was, yeah, that was, was genius. Smart. All right, y'all, let's go delve into this tomb. That sounds fun. Before we go down in the tomb, Masika is going to use her 
fly spe- uh, hex to fly up to the mouth of this cavern and sen- and cast sending to Falto, telling him okay. we f- uh, what I get twenty five words. Let's see, we found the cat folk. The black fane is very dangerous. Do not don't go in the go <laughs> inside the temple. People have vanished without a trace there. Love, Masika. <laughs> <laughs> and Citra sends her love. Yeah. Or, and yes, Citra heart. Oh, how, many, yeah. how many letters you at? He sends emojis are free. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to use a bunch of hashtags. That's how yeah. you get past the word limit. <laughs> Hashtag Citra and Falto. Yeah. Hashtag Salto. Mm, that sounds yeah. It's better than Fitra. <laughs> it's either that or Fitra, so. I don't know. Fitra. We're Fitra. Yeah, ripped. <laughs> nah, Salto's way more fun. Salto's Salto funny. Salto sounds like they're an angry white mage or healer from an MMO. <laughs> Salto. I throw salt in your wound. Sha <laughs> Salt Bay over here. <laughs> Could need a need could need a Salto shirt. Cool, I have a cool forest thing. How weird is that? It's officially a thing now. Salto is has been born. Salto. Falso's just gonna send me back hashtag too late. <laughs> you know? oh. oh gosh, I hope not. He hadn't even found the location yet, right? He was just exploring. They had like a good idea, idea where it was when we all split yeah, up at the Oasis. Like, Don't go in there. There's bad stuff. You ever heard of the Black Pharaoh? Like evil inside, don't go. <laughs> yeah, dead inside, don't open. <laughs> and, but if he gets there, he'll find Segura's note that's just like, "Sup, Sudi? So I made, I did a big bad thing. I didn't mean to. She tricked me. I tried to be nice, like y'all taught me. I never should have." <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, she right, doesn't kill you so, before uh, you can read this note. After a couple of uh, seconds, Masika. Uh huh. You feel like a tingling sensation. Hey, Masika. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Found the fane. Uh-oh. Nothing living here anymore. Segura oh. was here. <laughs> Evil stone lady is after Sudi, so good luck. <laughs> also found out that... And then he ran out of words. Uh, oh, oh, God. Oh, Send no. again. Send again. I'm, I'm out of it for the day. But he has uh, Kelru with him. Kelru should have Cindy. <laughs> good gracious. Does yeah. Kelly use something? Hang on, I've got to go find more quarters for this collect call. Masika <laughs> floats down and repeats that word for word. <laughs> Citra is just holding her face with no words. I mean, it sounds um, like he was and trying not to have a heart attack. Sounds like he's fine. So Sagira was your friend, right? Yes. Yes. So she uh, she let loose the the lady that tried to kill you. We really should have sending him earlier. It would have been nice to have had a warning. <laughs> There's a whole other question about why Sagira was all the way out here. The rock, right? Yeah, I mean, she was looking for some way to free her mother from some stone, but I don't know what well, being all the way out here would have done for that. Aren't we pretty sure the stone she has is the one that came from the Black Fane and used to house the creepy thing? Uh-huh. So Yes, but I'm assuming she didn't... I, don't I mean, know, she succeed. still has it. She hasn't, like, touched it or anything. Like, surely she wore oh, gloves. all over it. She's, oh, no, she's, she's she definitely all touched over it. it. Oh, that's a problem. It's been in her <laughs> pocket. Oh. Hmm. Well, 
I mean, you know, nobody else touched it. She might have I'm looked sure it fun. at least I'm once. I'm sure it's fun. I need Faded Tales to happen again soon. Oh my god! Yeah, I need more Faded Tales. <laughs> if if it needs an Faded evil Tales rat like now that, with more Falto. Anyway, <laughs> Falto so is just like, hey. If it is an evil rock, can it possess her or something like that? No. Well, the evil thing like is was... the evil thing's gone, right? It sounds like it was a cage more than some sort of possession thing i mean okay now we just have to worry about the evil thing out in the did desert did she do anything weird after she first found it sagitter's always weird it's very hard to tell no she didn't act any different from how she was before other than abandoning all of y'all going on an adventure in the desert with who knows who mm. well i mean she had the whole mission to save her mother oh okay well or her soul sure her it's fine. i'm sure there's nothing to come with that and your boyfriend's fine for now well, well he said everything was dead Except for that, also found out that, and then what did he find out? Can we send him another message tomorrow? Oh God! I only, I only pray for one. You can't send us one right now. Tomorrow we just prepare nothing but sending, so we have a very long conversation. Oh, sad. It would be typically a falto not to think of his twenty-five words carefully. I'm going to mention to falto. Also found out what minimum twenty-five words back. Be brief. (laughs) (laughs) I can do dream, but it only lets you tell them something. So it's not super helpful. Although I have a plan for dream if we don't die. You scared Citra. Good job. I can send you. You can go be in his dreams and be like, what the heck? (laughs) What the fuck was that? Oh, sorry. (laughs) So uh, let's go down here. So Masika pats Citra on the shoulder. Men, am I right? <laughs> uh, yes, you are. Um, I like to think in the I background during the entirety of this was happening that like Rahi and Nemo were just having a whole conversation about like, do they do a lot of this? Yeah, they do a lot of this. Masika's always been a little scatterbrained doing crazy stuff. It's like, yeah, I've been traveling with these guys for a bit and they seem to go off on weird tangents and something seems to be happening with some other woman that isn't here that's sicking stone women on people. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a jealous ex-lover. I don't know. And then in the meantime, like, Narmer's off to the side, like, playing with a whole bunch of infant cat folk. Aw. <laughs> Aw. They're so fluffy. As long as he doesn't try to put one in his uh, compartment and take him with it as his pet. Oh, God. Maybe you should warn him, I would not put that past that man. Fish thing. You just look over and it's just like four kids, but now they've like somehow, you know, used a rope or string to tie little stones to their forehead and Narmer's teaching them to build little stone circles so that they can magical stone power. That's so wrong. Shooty. It's so wrong. Pretty soon you won't be alone anymore. I'm making more. Don't don't think that's how that um, works. Narmer, you need a sphinx to do the ritual. Okay, I think I figured out a way to get around that. Really? What? I'm going to practice riddles, and then it's basically the same uh-huh. thing. Uh, I don't think that the riddles are going to be enough. I've, I can, I've got a head like a kind of a person, but more of a fish. And I've got like a body kind of like a person, but more of a fish. So, so it's, already, fish. it's already a little bit sphinx-like, and it just like kind of doesn't quite work. And I fly, so that's like a sphinx. The flying is definitely a similarity. I'm very wise. You are a fish. They are part cat. He is a catfish. Lion, specifically. I'm kind of like a mer-sphinx. <laughs> mer-sphinx. Th- Narmer, Narmer, we need, we need to go and investigate the Chisisek thing. Okay, keep meditating, gosh. And then he turns away and runs off. <laughs> the little kids are now just making little stacks of stones all over the place. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love this. I can I can turn them into living monoliths. Technically, all all they need to do is take enough ranks and history and all the other requirements, and then I I can perform a ritual to turn them into a living yeah. monolith. It doesn't have Sweet. to be a sphinx. It can be another living monolith. Yep. So well, I, 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 can, I could make them one. That's true. I, Sudi doesn't know <laughs> I don't that think either. Sudi actually. Yeah, Sudi doesn't know that, but I know from having looked at the prestige class. <laughs> Maybe Tedesur will teach you. Here's hoping. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my people back from the edge of extinction. I mean, they're pretty close. There's, there's only. I mean, there's only one, one left. <laughs> there's only one eye left. Mm. All right. So um, while we're doing this, Hollis approaches the tomb door. <laughs> she, she detects magic, and she's just gonna concentrate on that and look around. She's not dumb enough to go uh, into the uh, thing by herself. Hollis, can I check it for traps before you get too close? Oh, sure. I mean, it's probably sure. not trapped. They went in and out of it a bunch. Except yes, for that one they time went they in went once in and then, and then didn't. everybody didn't come back. <laughs> they may have triggered a trap. Well, I'm detecting magic, so if it's magic, I'll see it. Otherwise, yeah, you should you should look. I really hope that all the rest of you don't die down here. Me too. Thank you, Narmer. That's very touching. That'd Although I guess if sad. we do, we don't have to worry about the pharaoh or anything. No uh, moral quandaries. Also, I'd be stuck down there with you forever. Let's not let You'd that happen dig. and try to just do our usual good job of not dying. Hmm. Let's find out. <laughs> check it for traps. Citra checking over the door. No, it doesn't seem to be trapped. Okay. No magic. Detecting magic. Strangely, you don't detect any magic. Almost in that there's like a void. Hmm. Ooh, like an anti-magic area? Interesting. Ooh. I'm going to wave my necklace. Pulling out the necklace. Somehow, and there's probably a part in the back of uh, Hollis's brain that that wars with the other parts of her. She's a highly intelligent individual. And so there's a part of your brain that goes, huh, that's not how physics works. Or at the very least, they're not the way that light bends as somehow, somehow this amulet still manages to catch sunlight, despite the fact that you're down in the bottom of a ravine hmm. and reflect this into a concentrated beam on top of this cool. stone slab. You then Magic. push down that part of your brain with the same part of your brain that tells physics to sit down and shut up whenever you decide to blow something up or fly. <laughs> I violate the laws of physics daily. Shut up, gravity. Wee. <laughs> it's just sheer force of will. <laughs> yeah. I need a t-shirt that just says shut up, gravity. Wee. And it's just Robert flying off. It's Hollis flying off. <laughs> shut up, gravity. We're holding, holding her silky Holding chicken. sugar. Oh, man. The beam of light strikes the stone, and with this grating, grinding sound, the stone slab splits in two and slides into the earth on either side of this opening. This gush of air comes up at all of you that feels cool but still dry as it drives up out of the tomb. And with it comes this smell like myrrh. That's a little weird. Is it dark down there? Is it? Uh, there's a stone staircase descending down into the darkness. Masika. Uh, about 40 feet down or so, you can see that it arches into a what looks to be another room, maybe. Masika casts light and taps Sudi's stone. So he has his Yay. headlamp. Citra <laughs> <So she> says, <laughs> K-Hound. Yes. And her wayfinder lights up as well. Narmer opens his chest cavity. Narmer. <laughs> what? We got plenty. Oh, no, my scorpion. <laughs> Don't go running off towards. <laughs> he goes down the stairs. He's like, no. He just goes running off down the stairs. All right, well, the you're up, funny. funny. You're up, honey. I don't know. Words are hard. I tap Citra on the shoulder. 
Citra grabs uh, Narmer's fin before he gets too far ahead. With practiced ease, I imagine. It's okay if you're scared, Citra. No, I need to check for traps, and I would rather you not get, uh, you know, pelted with arrows That's or anything true. like that. So maybe That's stay if behind. You're lucky. What if it's the comedic thing where I walk forward and I shut off all the traps, but they're designed for someone more than a foot and a half tall? I mean, it would be comedic, but uh, one mistake with that, and you are um, destroyed. That's true. Remember, if you need to bow your head, do a forward roll for no reason. Okay. He then makes his way back up the stairs. I will remember that, Narmer. It sounds like good advice. Yep. That's always bothered me. <laughs> it always bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> Any true Indiana Jones fans know yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, Citra, you take point? Yes, and I check for traps. Using right my lens her. of detection. Okay, Sudi right behind you. Followed up by... Hollis is in the middle. And then Masika. Hollis in the middle. Okay. And Narmer. Did he get a scorpion back or is it gone forever? I got him back. Oh, boy. It's okay, Stinger Jr. Have you fed him recently? I think so. What do you mean you think so? Did he eat it? I keep offering him stuff, but I don't know what he likes. Bugs. meat. I gave him cactus. No. He's probably a meat eater. I gave him bread. No. Bugs. Meat. What do we have around here that's meat? We got a uh, goat skewer earlier. that we ate earlier. Oh, there was some goat. I'll go back for the goat. Right now, anyway, we, we have a tomb. <laughs> okay, maybe there's some meat down here, too. Well, there's probably some <laughs> dead meat. I don't think you want any meat that's been done here. Undead meat. <laughs> we'll have an undead scorpion soon. Probably smells like myrrh anyway. It does, in fact. How sure. do you know what the myrrh smells like? Not I don't think you have a nose. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he grabs onto his face. <laughs> Way to give him an existential crisis. <laughs> what? I'm just How have I been smelling it. things this whole time? Magic. You're oh, yeah, magical. Prob- probably the same way that I fly. Mm-hmm. Magic. Magic. Magic smell. Did you know they use myrrh during the embalming process to make the corpse smell better? I actually did know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. It makes these tombs very pleasant. Mm-hmm. That's one word for it. I don't particularly like tombs very much. You picked the wrong line of work. Uh, Citra, as you descend your way down, you pass at least three traps. All of these have been either disabled or triggered in the past. Fun times. Eventually, upon reaching the bottom of the steps, all of you enter into a spacious chamber, rectangular in shape. From left to right, you'd probably say that it stretches off some 20 feet to either side, and maybe three times that in overall length. The walls here are lined with tables. Covered in a variety of gears, tools, cogs, a variety of different small items. Although most of these look to be empty bins carved from the stone itself line the outside wall. Almost like small depressions where at one point tools or other devices were kept, but now it seems to be abandoned. The entirety of this place has a sense of abandonment to it. The ceilings in here are some 20 feet high, and the full length of this is reinforced by numerous stone columns which hold up the ceiling overhead, the ceiling itself being cracked in places. Not enough to let the light through, but enough that small eddies and piles of sand have accumulated on the stone floor here. The place seems functional more than ornamental. That is on par. There are very few hieroglyphs on the walls. But as you make your way forward, you can see that there are two things of interest down here. One is a small stone obelisk, itself no higher than about three feet and made of some sort of black basalt. The second 
is a tall statue of a man. Uh-oh, it's a, it's a golem. I have a golem blade scare. Just going to point Me that too. out. The statue seems to be maybe some 12 feet in height and looks to be made primarily of bronze. As you begin to approach closer, you can see is that it's of a fit-looking Osirian man with a shaved head wearing a crown of sorts, or at the very least, a circlet upon his head that forms up into two snakes arching up to face one another. Cool. The bronze statue stands still, almost seemingly looking down with an expression of just that serene smile that you see on the statues of the pharaohs. What he appears to be looking down is the scattered remains of bones and fur and leathery dried skin of what seems to have at one point been an Amaran-like Sudi torn to shreds. To shreds, well, you say? Like that other kind of golem. Tap the golem bane scarab. Is it a golem? It's not a golem. A? Is there magic in here? I mean, something magic to it. Now that you pass beneath here, you can sense that there are two... Well, the easiest way to phrase it is you can tell that there are two sources of magic, despite the fact that your spell only detects one of them. The obelisk seems to almost drink in your spell to no effect. So it's... As if it's simply a void. It's what's making the aura, so we'll leave that alone. Mm-hmm. This statue, however, is a brilliantly bright aura. Cool. Huh. You may make a spellcraft if you so wish. I will. I will roll so averagely. Uh, I get a I suppose 10. all of the rest of you mm-hmm. are entering the room as well. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Okay. 10 for 31. No, you have no idea what this does. Wow. The mm. magic on it's far more complex than your temporary look over it can tell you. Maybe well, if you use more powerful divination, you could determine. You identify? Not prepared. Uh, you can make a knowledge arcana if you wish. I will do that. It's just not my day. I get an 8 for 28. I rolled an 18 for 29. Okay. Nice. Citra, uh, activating your robe of the hedge wizard, casting detect magic as well. You and Hulse looking over this. You can both determine two things at the very least. Uh, Whatever this is generates a strong magical aura, which means that it is a potent magic item of some form. Mm -hmm. Uh, In addition to that is generating a strong magical aura of evocation and transmutation. Oh, boy. Both of you, since you're looking this over, may make a perception roll. What is uh, Masika, or what are Masika and Sudi doing? Masika is going to start approaching it to see if it's a clockwork thing. I guess I'm not going to let you go alone over to the thing that smushes Catfolk into paste, so I guess Sudi will go there too? Okay, so both of you make make a perception roll as well, since all four of you are now crowding around this thing. I got an eight for an eight. Just to uh, to clarify, did you ask Farah to come down? Or not Farah, sorry. Did you ask Rahi to come down here with you? I, no, Don't no, I asked would. her if she wanted to. If you wanted her to escort you down here, she could. Her main goal is to get you to the sightless face. No, she's not going to have everyone. any benefit in coming down here. She can't fly or yeah, anything. She's got, so. Yeah, she's got wings. Yeah. I roll a 17 for a 24 on the perception. I roll a 3 for a 21. As I walk over, I'm going to pull that golem control rod out of my haversack just in case it's not the golem yeah i got an eight for an eight rolls an 11 for 25 so hollis you 
look this over, really focused entirely on just like there's it's like I gotta figure out how this magic works. Mm-hmm. You think if maybe if you just squint hard enough, mm. Citra, ending your detect magic and you know using your mundane senses like your eyeballs. Oh, I said I was using my lens of detection. Okay. I've been able to do that. Yeah. Okay. Then add plus five to that. So it would have been a 30. Okay. The other three of you, other than Hollis, who's still puzzling out the magical auras and probably half blinded by the strong aura of magic coming off of this, see that around on the backside of this, set at a spot just below, basically in the center of this thing's spine, just below where, like if it were a person, his ribs would start is a small triangular depression, like a slot, approximately one and a half inches at a side. Masika glancing down to the triangular-shaped rod you're holding, approximately one and a half inches at a side, then back up at it. So I think this goes in it. Yes, but if you wind it up, is it going to attack us? Maybe I could talk to it, machine to machine. I'm not sure that's how it works. Is it dangerous right now? It's some sort of control device. I would think that it would listen to me if I wound it up. Hmm. Uh, Citra, you also notice that there are scratch marks around the edge of this depression. Glancing around, you can see two dropped or discarded lockpicks. So the cat folk was messing around with it. He tried to get it to work. And he activated it and it crushed him. Or with whatever yeah. power it has. That being said, Citra, you think you might also be able to attempt your lockpicks on this. I think Let's we have Let's go with the control better. rod instead. That seems better. So you want safer. me to use it? Masika holds up the rod and kind of Just wiggles it. give it a tiny baby crank. Masika will put the rod in the slot. Sudi will back I'll up. I'll resist it no. to make a joke like a 12-year-old. Hollis anyway. will back up. <laughs> Hollis backs up oh, almost no, we, to the entrance of the room. In our heads, and our hearts. Let me get very far away. Masika inserting the rod, rotating it clockwise. Gotta wait for Rachel's juvenile humor to pass. <laughs> we were all thinking it. I'm not alone. We were definitely all thinking that. Give it a couple good wines, enough that should enough to start it up. Do you even have to do it that way, or do you, I, I thought the control rod? You just poke it in there, and now you're the master of it. Well, if this is kind of a combination clockwork golem, clockworks have to be wound. Fair. As you crank this, you hear a click, 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 click. At which point there's a soft pop sound. And then on a hinges so meticulously designed as to be utterly silent, a two foot square hatch opens in its back revealing an inner chamber inside of this large enough for a person to climb inside. What? Containing a number of pedals and levers. That's a Masika digs around in her pack for the schematics we found earlier. Interestingly, inside you can see that there are two missing points. You pull out the schematics. You look at it. You look at this. You look at this. Good God, he did it. <laughs> Inside, as you stand on your tiptoes to be able to see through the back of this, you can see that there's a slot where this rod drives into. Not a control rod, but you think a steering rod. <laughs> and then above that, that would be the center of this thing's chest. 
you see a triangular depression approximately the size of the gemstone that you've been carrying. Suit up, Masika! <laughs> with these two components, you could activate this. As you look down at the paperwork, this thing that Chisisect called the Bronze Sentinel. So cool. That's so cool. I will need a perception roll from the party. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Masika's going to get trapped inside. Okay, I rolled a 15 for a 15. I roll a natural one for a 19. Suit up, Masika! Masika rolls you a 16, totally which gets her a 24. Narma rolls a, Narma rolls a 14, which gets him a 28. I, I love the idea of you getting in there, turning it on, and then it just goes ballistic and starts trying to kill us while you're trapped inside, just getting flopped around. Masika's about to be like, this is mine. I have a mech suit. That is so <laughs> cool. Sidra <laughs> rolled a 10 for a 24. I think I said Hollis got a 15. Yeah. Hollis passes a perception roll. <laughs> what? What? 15 or 15, baby. Masika, you look inside, probably reach up a hand to grab onto the side of this. There's literally there's literally a grip built inside of this to allow someone easier oh, access. Oh, yeah. Masika's already starting <laughs> to climb in. Are you kidding? <laughs> this is like Christmas. Um, <laughs> are you sure it's safe to do that without a few tests? I mean, she's the expert on these things. <laughs> she did have the you little to key her. thing. Masika, as you begin to climb up, you hear movement. Masika? All of you see shadows on the far end of the room part. What? As the walls seem to crack. That's bad. After a second, you can see that towards the back of the room where you haven't explored yet, down towards the ground are collapsed sections of the masonry. As if something was stored or hidden within and then slinking out from those you can see one two three four slender figures plodding along on four legs bandages wrapped tight <gasps> around feline forms mummy cats as four mummified lynxes slink from the shadows and I will need initiative from the party. Next time. Next time. Masika's yeah. gonna oh, activate her mech suit. Da, da, da. Oh, this is so weird. Suit up. <laughs> they don't give you that stuff for nothing. I'm a little concerned that they gave that to us. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.